Now, Nevada Real Estate Radio. You'll never go wrong when you get your advice from real estate professionals that you know, like, and trust. Here is your host, Peter Padilla. Everybody, welcome to our radio show. We are in our 17th year of helping people make great decisions when it comes time to buy or sell real estate. And the best way to know is by getting the right information from the right people. I always recommend that you talk to an industry expert in your area so you can have a face-to-face meeting first and then communicate whichever way you want to, phone, text, Zoom, smoke signals, whatever. But once you know the person, then you can really get rolling. The person you talk to is going to give you great advice when it comes to buying or selling real estate. And one of the first things you need to know is what's happening in the market. The median sales price here in Northern Nevada, $535,000 as reported from the Reno Sparks Association of Realtors. There were 461 closed sales in the last month. Compare that to last year, that's down by more than 22%. So things are slowing down when it comes to the volume of real estate that's being bought and sold. And when we look at that median sales price again for Reno Sparks, $535,000, that's up less than 1% from last year. Effectively flat over the course of 12 months, but it is down by more than 5% from last month. List price received. It's currently at 98.1%. That's down 2.9% from last year. Remember, it wasn't too much long ago that it was closer to 100, 101, or even 102%. People were offering more than the seller was asking. Sold per square foot. Well, it's at $301 right now, but it fell down to 2.9% below what it was last month. But get this, look at it compared to last year, zero. It is flat, just like the median sales price. New listings. Well, right now there's 537, according to the RSAR report. That's down over 11% from last month and down a whopping 23.4% from last year. So there's not as many homes to pick from year over year by a big difference. Inventory. How many homes are there for sale? In this report, 1,332. That's down only slightly from last month at about 2.9%, but it's a huge increase from last year, up 101.2%. And then finally, month's supply of inventory. Well, it was just a few months ago. We were not talking about month supply. We were talking about weeks or even days supply of inventory. Things were moving so fast. Well, right now, the report says we're at 2.9 months supply of inventory. That's up over 160% from 2021. We'll have a more in-depth look at these stats later on the show, plus a fantastic interview with Shari Pheasant, the queen of horsepower, as we talk to leadership challenges by real estate leaders, sales leaders, retail leaders, all kinds of leaders in business. What are they doing and what are the successful people doing to make things work? We'll find out more after this. If you want the best tax and legal secrets used by successful real estate investors today, contact Sherry Hill, the wealth protection diva at Sage International Incorporated, a local company that's been helping new as well as seasoned real estate investors for over 20 years protect their hard-earned wealth today. To schedule a free 30-minute consultation with Sherry, 
call 775-786-5515. That's 775-786-5515 to strategize with the Wealth Protection Diva today. Call Sage International. Here's what some of our customers have to say. Hi, I'm Harmony, and we love our SunTech Solar Screens. Visit the website at suntechsolarscreens.com or give Pat a call. 775-352-9396. Natakwa. Natakwa News, the original, entertaining, informative, and historic publication. Natakwa News is a community newspaper with good news, history, travel, and fun. Natakwa News is delivered to the north slopes of the Sierra Nevada throughout Nevada and California. It's a delightful experience of yesteryear. The articles are outstanding, and the illustrations bring the stories to life. Fun for all ages. Natakwa News. Pick up your copy today. Natakwa. The most productive hour of your week. Here is your host, Peter Padilla. In the studio, our guest today, Shari Pheasant from Horsepower Strategies. Welcome to our show. Shari. Thank you, Peter. You having a good day today? Every day is a good day, Peter. It's all in how you look at it. You know, that's the thing I believe, Shari, is if we get positive messages coming into our head, by nature, we start thinking more positive. The problem I feel that so many of us have today is that we get so many negative things that come into our head without us even being the ones that put them there. I mean, we're surrounded by this stuff. And because of that, I just feel it's so much more important to to share positive messages. Well, you know, your subconscious doesn't understand the difference between right and wrong. Everything it hears, it says yes to. Really? Yeah. That's why they have that whole thing about self-talk. Like they don't want you to say bad things. You're supposed to stand in the mirror and say positive things to yourself. Mm. It's to fill your brain with those positive things. Mm -hmm. Because if you say the bad things, your subconscious gets to it. Now, we do have this thing called a critical faculty in our brain. And that picture that like... I don't know, maybe I'm old. That old get smart thing where he, you know, the big wall would come down mm-hmm, and he couldn't mm-hmm. get through. Right. So, for instance, when a salesperson comes to our front door, we have a critical faculty that says, no, I'm not letting you near my subconscious brain right. because my subconscious brain will say yes to you. Uh-huh. So we uh-huh. just don't let you in. So there is a method of getting past the critical faculty into the subconscious brain. I know that's getting really deep, isn't it? No, not really, because uh, it's all about how the brain in the human being works. And I believe we're stimulated by happiness and pleasure. Yes. And getting those things in today's world, at least on a regular or consistent basis, is tough for a lot of people. Uh, it's tough no matter the socioeconomic status you may be in things are tough today and on this program we talk to a lot of people Shari that are in business they are real estate investors they are in the business of themselves because they maybe bought a home six months ago 12 months ago they're about to buy a home I mean people are really in business that listen to our radio show and the people that I talk to, many of them, leaders, if you will, they are having problems. And uh, I'm just wondering from your perspective, because you deal with so many businesses, what are some of the generalities? What are people talking about that are problems for them? What are, what are the problems that businesses people are having? Well, I think one of the biggest conversations now is about the lack of quality employees and how quickly they are leaving where they are. So we have a big turnover going on. A big turnover. You know, I I hear that. In fact, I hear a lot about employee shortages, not enough employees. Mm -hmm. Well, what happened to all these employees? Where did they all go? Where did the employees go? 
Well, they're still out there. They may not be coming to your place of employment because maybe your culture isn't what they're looking for. You might not have the right words. Um, maybe there's they've been on glass door looking to see what other people are saying. So I think employees are there. They're just being more particular than they used to be. Shari, is it that they're more particular about their working conditions or is it that they're finding better paying jobs elsewhere? I hear from a lot of these people that they can get another dollar and a quarter an hour or somebody might have a different kind of benefit, but it all nailed comes down to the money. And in today's economy, there's only so far that a lot of employers, leaders, there's only so far that they can go. What do you say? I disagree with the people that are talking about needing more money or they're going to get more money elsewhere and employers that say, I don't have the money to bring the people in I need because I don't, I know for a fact it's not about money. I know that it's about a lot more than that. Now, don't get me wrong, Peter, when an employee leaves a situation, nine times out of 10, they're going to say, I got offered more money. That's not always the truth. That's just an unarguable point to make. You can't argue with that because if you don't have more money, you just let them leave. Really what I think is happening is they're saying that because they know you're not their problem anymore. They're leaving you for somewhere that they believe cares about them, is going to professionally develop them and, uh, develop them and has a different leadership skill set than you have in your place of employment. Wow. Wow. That is just so amazing to hear. See, I came out of the broadcast world. I'd move from the station to station, city to city, working for different kinds of media outlets, television stations for the most part. But I worked with a lot of people, and I saw a lot of people come and go, but I saw a lot of people stay because when they went to tell management that they were leaving to go work at X station or in X city, uh, many times the management would offer them more money to stay. I don't think th I don't think that management offering employees more money to stay is really what kept them because what ends up happening I bet if you look at those same employees they're gone six to nine months later what they think is is that's going to fix it and they want to make it better and that along with the money there are promises made for a different climate mm -hmm. a different workforce environment mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. when that's not happening they do give up and leave anyway in spite of the money Shari Pheasant from Horsepower Strategies she is the queen of horsepower with me today in the studio. And we're talking about some of the problems, some of the challenges that leaders in business have today in 2022. As we're close to 2023. I think a lot of the challenges that people have, Shari, they are similar in what I'm hearing, but they may well be from different viewpoints, different vantage points, from different causes. But, you know, when I hear somebody that's saying that they're having trouble keeping employees, you're right. It can be a lot of things. It's not just maybe that the employees are unstable. Maybe we have unstable ownership or unstable management. Do you find that that maybe is the cause in some of the instances that you see? When I look at instances where leaders are saying, I can't get keep people in my place of employment. I can't hire them. They're not staying with me. There is something deeper than that. Look let's have the right conversation. I always say communication has been a problem for 50 years. Stop talking about communication being a problem. Let's hone in to what's really going on. 
It's about having the right conversation. And that is talking about the right thing in the right tone with the right person at the right time. There's a lot more to that than just babbling on in communication. And so when I find employers that are having trouble keeping people, it's something that's underneath the water. It's not as simple as a boat going by on top of the water or money that they're going to give them. If you go beneath the water, there's things happening under there that we're not paying attention to. And that's because I, what I've seen in leaders is we are given the responsibility to be the end all be all everything for everyone. Mm-hmm. We need to have the answers. We need to know how to do it. We need to be our best self every day. And that's just not possible anymore in today's workforce environment. Look, it's changed. And it's not just COVID that changed it. The few years before leading up to COVID and after COVID is what's changed how we look at things. Before that even happened, millennials were staying at their jobs 3.75 years on average. They were going to have 17 jobs by the time they retired. That's just gotten to be more. So you're staying, they're staying less time at a job and they're going to have even more jobs when they retire. Why? Because our leadership, our employers are not investing enough dollars and let's get right to the right conversation that we're not investing the right dollars in training to bring everybody together as a team. We just believe we should know how to get along and that's just not possible anymore. Shari, it's uh, it's on a lot of people mind, people's minds right now because we're starting to make plans for 2023. We should be. And as you look back on the last, uh, now what is it, almost 10 months of the year, many, many of us are asking, did we really have the kind of year that we should have had with the kind of effort that we put forth, with the kind of success, pain, whatever it was? As much as that, did we get really out of it what we had put into it? I'm of the opinion that many people think that they don't. They're not getting as much value out of their time in their business, with their business, with their staff, you know, earning an income. Mm. I can't argue with people who perceive that they haven't gotten enough out of 2022 versus what they had wanted to because that's their perception perception is a reality. And I think that's part of the shift in the employee um, leadership, management, owner dynamic that we aren't bringing to light like we should, is that perception is reality and it takes everybody's perception to really get to the truth of things. And that's where we're at. We went from the great resignation to the quiet quitting. What does that tell you? Mm, mm. Yes, quite a transition, quite a transformation that we've seen here in America and really, Shari, throughout the world. Isn't it interesting that many of the challenges that we're seeing in America, in American business, I mean, I'm hearing about problems with CEOs in China, CEOs in London, all kinds of people getting fired. They're looking for new people over here. It's global wide, this this challenge that we're having today. Yet we still have as many people. Right. I, I mean, somebody can argue out there that during COVID, we lost a few million. I get it. That hasn't changed from the multi-million multitudes of people that we have. Yeah, but the, the birth rate since then is probably more than made up for it, right? Something, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, There's right. a lot of variables in there. I believe that what I've seen in 2022, we went from the great resignation to the quiet quitting. What that looks like to me nakedly, right? Because I like to look at everything nakedly. That means raw and real for what it is. People were stomping out and quitting and saying, I'm not taking it anymore. Now they're saying, yeah, 
Fine, I'll sit here and take it, but you're not going to get anything out of me. I'm going to quietly quit on your watch and you're going to pay me because you can't find anybody else. So that's kind of like we went to saying, I want to be heard to, fine, I'll be passive aggressive. This is Peter Padilla, your host on Nevada Real Estate Radio. I'm asking all employees, because I'm a leader too, and I run a business too, I'm begging all employees, please do not quiet quit on your employer. You need to talk to your employer. You need to let them know if something's on your mind, or you need to find a better gig. But you're not doing your part to help the economy, the global economy, by quiet quitting. Peter, let's talk about what they're not doing for themselves by quietly quitting. By quietly quitting, they're sitting in an environment that is unhappy for them, that doesn't make them thrive, that actually takes away their zest for life. And where's that going to lead them as a person individually, let alone what they're doing to the employer? When the employer, the leader, and the employee, the creative department, the sales department, the production department, whatever that is, when they get along well... Well, magic happens, Shari. It does. If somebody wants to talk to you, where can they learn more? Well, Peter, these are not all the answers. There's so much more when you go deep beneath the surface. And we have the answers for you at my website, sharipheasant.com. And that's spelled S-H-A-R-I-P-H-E-A-S as in Sam, A-N-T, just like the bird, pheasant, sharipheasant.com. I love you, Shari Pheasant. There's a reason that you're called the queen of horsepower. When we come back, we're going to learn a little bit about you and your experiences and what you've been up to lately. Right here. Please hang on. If you want the best tax and legal secrets used by successful real estate investors today, contact Sherry Hill, the wealth protection diva at Sage International Incorporated, a local company that's been helping new as well as seasoned real estate investors for over 20 years protect their hard-earned wealth today. To schedule a free 30-minute consultation with Sherry, Call 775-786-5515. That's 775-786-5515 to strategize with the Wealth Protection Diva today. Call Sage International. A gratifying career as a CSA Head Start teacher or early Head Start teacher is your chance of a lifetime. My name is Eileen O'Malley. I've been working with Head Start for about a year now. I love my job. I love my career. I love this company. Not only do I get to make a uh, good impression with children, I also get to be involved in my community. I prefer working at CSA for multiple reasons. Um, I have more support. I have more room for growth. And we have smaller class sizes. Visit csareno.org. Your Nevada Real Estate Questions with answers from Peter Padilla. We're back on Nevada Real Estate Radio. It's a good day to talk to us today. If you have any questions, give us a call after the show, 775-223-3428. If it relates to business and corporation or real estate or real estate investing, if you need great business advice, you definitely need to talk to Sherry Hill from Sage International, 775-786-5515, the Wealth Protection Diva. With me in the studio... We have the queen of horsepower, Shari Pheasant. Shari, you've been in Reno a long time. Peter, I have been in Reno since the 1980s. I think that makes me a transplant now, doesn't it? Uh, You're more than a transplant. I think you've been pretty well established, like a transplant, doing good things. I, I asked you that question because you speak and you talk all across the country. I do. I do. And internationally in Canada at this point. Uh huh. And so I know that recently you were in Las Vegas for an event. Tell us a little bit about that. 
So I was. It was an event with about 15,000 business owners, um, and it was held by NAPA. Um, so GPC is the corporate company, NAPA Auto Care. And we were down there to learn and grow and figure things out as business owners. Training, training, training. And you and your lovely husband, you own a NAPA Care Auto Repair Center. We are. We're a Napa Auto Care Center. Um, that's one of our businesses. And that's one of the things, right? That's horsepower on wheels mm-hmm. that helps make me the queen of horsepower. And so it's natural that you would go to this big Napa convention. People came in, I know, from all throughout the world. You were there not only as an attendee, though. You were there to present. Tell us about that. So I was at the Napa Expo this year as a presenter. Um, I was presenting Uncovering the Leader in You. Mm -hmm. Um, We talked about how leadership has changed, and Napa recognizes that, and our industry recognizes that, and that it is, look, as the leader goes, so goes the company. So leaders need to invest in themselves and their people to start doing things differently because that's what the workforce is looking for. Um, In the next three years, 75% of our workforce will be millennials and younger. Mm -hmm. We have to change the environment that we have for them. When I was a young man and I joined my first sales organization, uh, I kept a close eye on the sales manager because I always wanted to be a sales manager, Shari. And (laughs) I looked to see what uh, the sales managers really were looking for in their staff. Um, On the surface, it was that they were the highest billers, that they brought in the most money. But I also know that they had to get along with the sales manager. And that meant sometimes doing things that maybe you thought would be done a better way. But the sales manager's hired for a very particular reason. It's, well, he's like the captain of the ship, the sales department. So uh, in those days, it was pretty self-evident. You were motivated by cash or you were motivated by your relationship with the sales manager or with the salesperson, depending on which side you are. Today, it's more, much more complex than that, and it creates more issues. I'd love to be clear about you speaking about your um, experience with a sales manager and a sales team. Were we in the 70s, 80s? Hey! Hey! <laughs> <laughs> Let's date ourselves. I'm thinking it was at least the 80s. It was the 80s. Okay, the 80s. Um, that's 30 years ago. That's almost 40 years ago, Peter. So back then, you did what you were told or you didn't have a job, correct? So we conformed. That is absolutely not a part of the workforce environment today. Millennials and and younger are not concerned with that. And let's be really honest about it. I raised millennials. I taught them to make sure that the leader that they have has earned their position, that they deserve a voice, that they should be heard. And if they're not, find another place where people appreciate you. Now, I didn't know it was going to turn out into the great resignation or quiet quitting, but there's other parents out there that have raised millennials as well. Mm -hmm. You're raising Gen X, Gen Z, Mm -hmm. and it is about them having a voice, being heard, and being valued. Mm -hmm. So... It just makes sense that professional development and being nurtured and having relationships and being cared about is something that we should do as a society for the workforce. Shari Pheasant, the queen of horsepower, is my guest today. We're talking about some of the challenges that leaders have in today's 2022, going into 2023, work culture. You were right when you asked me if that was from the 70s or 80s. I actually was aware of things in business in the late 70s, got into the sales world in the 80s, and I've been in it ever since. Shari, one of the things I feel so sad about, though, and I hear you talk about the things that today's employee wants, is that 
the employers of yesteryear never offered that to me. Wow, we missed out on so much. The employers of yesteryear didn't understand what we do today. We weren't exposed to the amount of knowledge or um, uh, abilities that people have or want or desire. Our world has changed. Think of your dad. He was working back in the 30s and 40s. Now, that was entirely different than we in the 70s and 80s. So it's kind of the same thing. It's just transitioned into a new day where people are important. Mental health does matter. We are bringing things out from underneath the carpet to talk about it rather than burying it like we used to before. And we aren't seen as weak Right? We're seen as strong for bringing the problems out to resolve them versus just pretending they didn't exist. As a young man, I loved to read and I loved to study history. And I learned about a gentleman named Upton Sinclair. Don't know if you know that mm. name. He wrote a book called The Jungle. I am not familiar. And The Jungle was produced in the early 1900s when the Pure Food and Drug Acts started to be enforced across America. No one was inspecting foods. No one. People of all kinds of substance, all kinds of substance. We ate everything. People would (laughs) eat almost anything, can, package anything. And many times, well, it was literally disgusting. When the jungle was reviewed and read, it truly changed the world. And it changed the world because suddenly people began to have different expectations. Yes. And I believe, Shari, that today's younger workforce has different expectations. So what really changed was not the employer, but it was the employee. The employee's expectations today, like you said, they're totally different than mine. And compare them to my dad's, he's Fred Flintstone compared to me. Absolutely. Today's workforce's mindset is different than ours was. What they're looking for in a career is professional development, is caring, is relationships, is mental health, right? They every we care about all that. It's very holistic today. It used to be we'd go to work, we do our job, we clock in, we do our best, we leave, we go home. That's not a part of it anymore. Our mindset, right? The mind is the strongest muscle in the body. The mindset has changed. And so now we are caring about our entire health. And we do believe that since we spend more time at work, that we deserve to have it there as well. Shari Pheasant, I really enjoyed this conversation because it's reminded me of the days when I was a young man in the family world. You know, just a kid at home, like all my friends were, just kids at home. There were lots of kids at home. And we'd hang around at home a lot with our other numerous brothers and sisters. What's changed today is that we don't have numerous brothers and sisters, much smaller families. And, of course, we know that we're not hanging around the home as much because the world has opened up to us since then. I mean, I remember when we didn't have a car at the house or only had one phone or no phone. No, oh, wow. So what I'm saying is that the world has opened up now, and because of that, we place a higher value, I believe, on our work environment. This is really like our family. This mm-hmm. is really where we put our biggest efforts many times. And because it's like our family, we expect to be cared for. I mean, we want to be loved. I believe because our attitude about our job, our work has changed, right? Like that we want to be loved. We want to be recognized for our value. I think that came because there was a big dichotomy that happened about 20 years ago where we realized that 
we were everything about work. Think of the 80s, 90s. That was the keep up with the Joneses. So everybody started working more and the family suffered. And when you aren't happy at work and you come home, what happens? You're not happy at home either. And nobody at home is happy. So we realize that the importance that work has of affecting our entire attitude in our life. And it is important. I think deep down we all want to be loved. Absolutely we do. And especially leaders want to be loved. Wouldn't it be great? Can you imagine the difference in a company where the employees don't like or don't trust the leader and another company, same type, same age, same everything, but the employees love their leader? If an employee loves their leaders, what's that do to the company? Peter, when employees love their leader versus not loving their leader, they actually have research. And I'm going off the top of my head, but it's somewhere between 13 and 26% that there's higher profits, there's more engagement, they're more productive, they're more efficient at work, they're happier, right, which brings more profits to a company. Here's what I want to say. I don't think it's just the leader's responsibility. I think the employees have a great amount of responsibility that they're not owning up to, and that is allowing the leader to be vulnerable and allowing the leader to be transparent and real. Because when they do that, we can't eat them like a bunch of hyenas. And that's why leaders are in a double bind. They can't win for losing. If I do everything for my employees, they've got me wrapped around their finger. If I don't do everything for my employees, I don't have employees. Now what do I do? And it's really somewhere in the middle that we need to go. That's why typically you need somebody outside the organization for clarity. Shari, when you consult with a company, when they ask you to help them out with a challenge in their world, do you meet with the employees in addition as to meeting with the management? Do you handle that side or do you just deal with the management side? When I consult with companies, it's always better when I can meet with the managers, the leaders, the owners first. We talk about things and then we have individual meetings with the employees. It's really about getting everybody's voice on the table and bringing it all up right now so I don't leave them with a bubbling problem when we're done with whatever we're doing. So depending on what that looks like and how deep that goes, we'll decide how we roll through that. And it always starts with the leader. Remember, as the leader goes, so goes the company. So I need to meet with the leader manager first to understand their perspective, what's happening, and then I also need to meet with employees so I can understand where they're coming from too. Because typically the problems I find are we're not having the right conversations, and that's what we need to do. Shari Pheasant, even though I am from the Stone Age in sales, <laughs> I remember something that I believe is still ever as popular today in the world of sales, and it's this. When our sales department hit its goals, when we were able to celebrate the joy, the happiness, the singing, the dance, people want to be successful. We love that. I would bet today's generation wants the same thing. Don't they want to just be happy, love, joy, celebrate? Today's generation wants to be recognized. They want to celebrate, be loved, and have joy, and they want to be recognized and heard. They want to have a voice. So I think if we were to focus on something important that would change, mm -hmm. it's about bringing everybody's voice to the table, which gets really ugly in the beginning and yet brings us the most beautiful picture in the end. So, so if we talk first, celebrate later, sounds good to me. Let's ask and listen first, and then celebrate, Peter. 
All right, Shari Pheasant from Horsepower Strategies is my guest. Shari, if somebody wants to have a personal conversation with you about their business, what's the best way? A great way to reach me and see all that I do is at my website, sharipheasant.com. And what I want to tell you is that you may not even need me. If you look at our online courses, what I've done is I've put together information so that you can learn in your own office, at your own home, at your own desk, at your own speed, at your own time, when you want, right? There's several different courses there. Um, We have everything from four things you need to know about your day-to-day to identifying the leader in you so that we can actually show you your scientific naked truth. I guarantee you, you will learn something when you visit Shari's website. Absolutely. I know that you'll learn something when you visit my website. We have lots there to offer to stimulate new ideas, to give you new actions, to show you the things you need to see so that you can create a better workforce environment, be a better leader than you were yesterday. And look, if you're a leader that believes that you're everything you need to be today, then I suggest check your leadership because it's important for leaders today to understand that we're going to learn new things every day and that's how we maintain our good leadership. Visit my website sharipheasant.com for lots of information. I guarantee that when you go there you'll pick up something new. A gratifying career as a CSA Head Start teacher or early Head Start teacher is your chance of a lifetime. Hi, I'm Kara. I'm a teacher here at Early Head Start and Head Start. I've lived here all my life and I love being a teacher. And I love working with my coworkers. My coworkers here are just like my family. I'm happy to be helping the youngest people in Northern Nevada. If you want to be a teacher here at Head Start, you can call us at 775-786-6023. If you want the best tax and legal secrets used by successful real estate investors today, contact Sherry Hill, the wealth protection diva at Sage International Incorporated a local company that's been helping new as well as seasoned real estate investors for over 20 years protect their hard-earned wealth today. To schedule a free 30-minute consultation with Sherry, call 775-786-5515. That's 775-786-5515 to strategize with the Wealth Protection Diva today. Call Sage International. Here's what some of our customers have to say. Hi, I'm Harmony, and we love our SunTech Solar Screens. Visit the website at suntechsolarscreens.com or give Pat a call, 775-352-9396. Welcome back to Nevada Real Estate Radio. We have the latest stats from the Reno Sparks Association of Realtors. And really, there's eight stats that are critical every time that we look at them. They are the median sales price for Reno Sparks, the number of closed sales, the median days to contract, list price received, sold per square foot, how many new listings do we have in the area, how much is our current active in the area of inventory, and how many months, or as we were talking about two months ago, how many days of supply of inventory do we have? We're going to cover those amounts later But I do want to tell you, one of them in advance, it's the median sales price, $535,000 for a typical three-bedroom, two-bath, two-car garage in Reno or Sparks. That's down just over 5% from last month and up about half a percent from last year. So what does that tell me? Stability. 
we have a stabilization of prices to a degree. I had talked about prices coming down. They have come down. They may go down a little bit more. But at least at this very moment in time, it looks to me like we've got stability over the course of one year. Because if you would have bought one year ago for 535 that's where you'd be today. I'm glad you're with us. My guest is Shari Pheasant from Horsepower Strategies. We talked to a lot of realtors, a lot of business owners, Shari. So the price of homes makes a big deal. But even bigger is closing a transaction because people need to buy and sell homes all throughout the year. They don't buy and sell homes like stock or mutual funds. They buy it when they need a home or when they, they're investors. Of course, they buy it by investment. But most people, they buy when they need a home. So a lot of the people that are having challenges, leaders that are having challenges, they run real estate offices, mortgage offices, title, escrow. Do a lot of the things that we talk about apply in that industry as well? A lot of the things we talk about apply in the escrow title industry, the real estate market, right? Because this is teams. This is about you really are in the business of you. The difference between a real estate agent, a realtor, and another realtor, realtor, I make sure not to get that A in there, right? It's realtor, um, is the person. And so it's never been a market that the person has been so important in as it is now. And so I believe that the difference that people have is their person. Yes. So because we as leaders in any industry have similar challenges, um, a lot of them we think about, well, if I could just maybe throw some more money at it like the government, maybe it'll go away. But it never goes away. And if you just throw money at a problem without really recognizing where it needs to go, you're just hoping for good luck. Everything takes an investment, Shari. It takes an investment to buy real estate. It takes an investment to sell real estate. It takes an investment to do anything because your time, our time, is so valuable. Do you think that people are investing enough in the training of their employees or employees getting enough education, investing in themselves to become a higher grade prospect. So when I think about the training that's being offered to employees today, I don't believe we're offering enough. I believe in a tough market. What happens is that I've seen and witnessed is we get more crucial with our time. And so the pressure is on and the, the pressure on the employees is on for them to perform more and to do more. So when we think about training, we believe we're taking them away from their number one responsibility and task, and that's selling. Well, here's what I want you to know. Selling doesn't work anymore. So stop selling. It doesn't work. It is about relationship building. Now, some of you may be sitting out there thinking, well, of course, Shari, it is about relationship building. We all know that. However, what I want you to know is that building the relationship today is absolutely different than how you built a relationship five, ten years ago. And so it's really important to know that you're not throwing money away when you invest in training. You're not taking time away from when they could be doing sell, sales when you're investing in training. You're actually investing in your people to fill them up and give them the tools and resources and mindset to go out and sell more. It's about smarter, not harder. So it's, uh, it's kind of like the risk-reward kind of thing that I've talked about uh, on past programs. Everything, there's a risk in everything, right? Even in, even in investment of your own time, even in the uh, allocation of your own time for training because you want your time to be worth it. We're talking about the value of time. Uh, so 
the thing that, that I really believe from what we've talked about is that you have a difference between behavior and attitude even in the point of training. You have to have the right attitude, <laughs> but you've told me before that many times attitude is more impacted by behavior than maybe behavior impacts attitude. So in this case, the behavior that somebody needs to take to improve their situation, let's say that you're a leader and you're having some challenges at work, you just need to take some action, don't you, Shari? Sure. The behavior is, let's set up a training class. Let's invest in my people. That's the behavior. I hope that it helps attitude, but I'm not sure yet. Versus, wow, I know this training is fantastic. I'm going to do it because I know it's going to work and give us the behaviors we want. That's your attitude having you do it. And really what needs to happen is we need to invest in our people. This is someone that speaks um, in a manner that I know is going to help our team and we're going to bring them in. This is the behavior. And then the attitude will come from that training. Shari Fezzett, the queen of horsepower at Horsepower Strategies, is my guest. Shari, a leader, good leader. Does he care more about his attitude or does he care about his employee's attitude? In my mind, a good leader cares more about their employee's attitude than their own because a leader is someone who gets things done for, through other people. And so a leader's success lies in the success of others. I like to laugh about one of the biggest mistakes I see made professionally all the time. We take our best salesperson from our sales team and we make them sales the manager. sales manager. Exactly. Yep. Now, I want you to know that when I see the scientific naked that's required for a sales manager, it is absolutely 3,000% different than the scientific naked needed for a good salesperson. Mm -hmm. So I'm not sure why we do that, because mm -hmm. we, especially without any training, that person does not have the natural requirements needed for a sales manager. They have the requirements needed as a salesperson. Mm -hmm. So leadership and management you go from being an individual contributor where what you do is important and that's how you find your value in the company to being confident about your value that it is now how I can influence and inspire others to be great as well mm -hmm. because that's my true measurement of success. Yeah, it's tough I would say for some let's say professional athlete coaches who have been the star performer on a team suddenly now becomes a coach. Uh, I've seen many tragedies in those situations. I've seen one where one of the top performers became an owner of a team. And again, many tragedies. And, you know, when that happens, uh, I was so disappointed because they were so good at what they did before. You know, they were so good as players. It was a great, he was a great running back, an outstanding quarterback. So when they moved him up into the GM position, I thought he would be fantastic. The employees hated him. That's when you do something like that, Peter, it's called promoting them to their own level of incompetency. And you've really ruined that employee. I, I want to say that many leaders, without even realizing it, are ruining their employees. Mm. It's happening and they're blaming it on everybody else. And it's not getting better because it really is your problem and you're not accepting it. You know, that's a big responsibility, Shari, that leaders have is not only the work output that they get from their employees, but they're really impacting their employees' future lives, general. I mean, I remember working for 
all of my employers, and they each impacted me and each affected me and each changed me for the positive, some for the negative, in, in some way, shape, or form. But like I was mentioning previously, the work environment is like family. It really does impact our whole life, doesn't it? I believe that the work environment has an impact on our whole life, and leaders are not just affecting their employees, their employees' careers. They have an effect on their employees' family life and family happiness. Now, I think I sound like I'm being a little hard on the leaders, and it's an odd place for me to be because that's who the decision maker is to bring in. And I don't believe this is all a leadership problem. I do believe that leadership needs to change, and there's an issue. And I do believe employees need to change and there's an issue. And I believe it's everyone's problem. It's not just something that anyone can take responsibility for, not in your position or your person. I think it's something that we all need to look at and we all need to change. Employees need to be willing to have a voice and to be brave and courageous and speak up and stop the quiet quitting. I think that employers, leaders, um, need to put their listening hat on more and be more willing to find answers that are right that aren't their own answers. So there's a lot of give that's going on. And and let's talk about the great teams because I talk to a lot of leaders that have fantastic teams and they don't want any training. Those are the teams you want to train because if they're your greatest team, imagine what they'll do when you pour into them a little bit more. Mm. Don't let them talk about not having the funds if they're a great team because they're probably knocking out of the park. But that's the challenge like it is in competitive sports, not only to get on top, but to stay on top every day. Shari Pheasant, you're an outstanding person to talk to. And I know there's so many things involved in the complex world of business. If somebody wants more information, what's a good way to get a hold of you? A great way to get a hold of me is to go to my website, sharifezant.com. There's lots of great information. There's a contact form so you can get a hold of us on there. There's also some online courses, our online learning hub, so that you can minimize your cost and maximize your learning and still have the freedom to do it when you want. So I do know that funding can be an issue, Peter. I think there's lots of things that are real. I think that risk aversion um, is something that leaders can't have. We have to be willing to take risks to do new things. The market's changed. The workforce has changed. And we need to change with it. Visit my website and you will absolutely learn something for free just by going to my website. I guarantee it. Go to sharifezant.com. If you love teaching and want to make a difference in the lives of our young children, become a teacher at Community Services Agency. Hi, my name is Brandi Dunbar, and I've lived here in Reno my entire life. I've worked for child care for the last 17 years, and I just started working here at CSA about a year ago, and I absolutely love it. Here at CSA, teachers have more time to plan, more time to teach, and more time to play. Call 786-6023. If you want the best tax and legal secrets used by successful real estate investors today, contact Sherry Hill, the wealth protection diva at Sage International Incorporated, a local company that's been helping new as well as seasoned real estate investors for over 20 years protect their hard-earned wealth today. To schedule a free 30-minute consultation with Sherry, call 775-786-5515. That's 775-786-5515 to strategize with the Wealth Protection Diva today. Call Sage International. Your Nevada Real Estate Questions with answers from Peter Padilla.
I'm glad you're tuned in to Nevada Real Estate Radio. Let's continue with the Reno Sparks Association of Realtors General Stats. So in the Reno Sparks area, last month, 461 sales were closed. It took about 38 days to get into contract once those homes were in process. The list price received, it used to be more than 100%, but now it's at 98.1%. That means deals are being cut. That's lower by 2.9% from last year's 101 price per uh, price per square foot sold at $301 that's flat from one year ago down 2.9% from last month how many new listings do we have 537 that's down 23.4% from last year and even from last month it's off by more than 11% but how many homes do we have in the inventory nowadays There's 1,332 homes available for sale. That's up over 100% from last year, down just a touch from last month at 2.9%. And how many months' supply of inventory do we have? It was just a few months ago I was talking about six, seven days, not months. Well, now it's at 2.9 months' supply of inventory. That's up by 160% from last year. Shari, a lot of people, a lot of leaders are having problems with something else. Change. 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 That's my biggest problem. That's Sorry. How you, can I? Can you help me with change? Change is what you can depend on the most. Exactly. Right? I'm the an only agent con- of change. The it's only the only constant. constant. <laughs> yeah. Funny. You know, one of the things, though, that I, I notice and I hear about from friends, too, even my wife told me, she says, Peter, it seems like people just don't know what they're doing anymore. Uh, and nobody really seems to care about the customer. Where is customer service, they say? So is there an issue with customer service? Customer service? There is an issue with customer service today. And I believe that the issue with customer service starts on the inside of the team. I believe it starts with the culture at the company, no matter where you're at. And so if customer service isn't everything you want it to be, I say let's rejuvenate your team so that the customer service on the inside of your team is invigorated, it's alive, and it's thriving, and they can share that customer service with your actual customers. One of the things I learned early in my business life when I was into the management of television stations, Shari, that I learned I learned from some great owners. And I remember one owner telling me, he says, Peter, you've got to treat your employees like family because when they talk to your customers, you want them to treat them the same way. Treat them well. And so we were always encouraged to do everything we could to make our, sure our employees were happy. And that's different for every employee. I know that. But st- still, the general concept was that. Happy employees, it makes a big difference. Happy employees bring businesses more profits. And here's what I find. Um, I had this conversation years ago with a leader. And I had already talked to several of his employees, so I knew kind of what was bubbling underneath the surface. And I started just asking him some questions. How are things going? What do you think? And he went back to his his thing. I did my thing. Um, I saw him a few weeks later, and he said, hey, I just want you to know that I found out all my employees are really happy. They think I'm the best boss they've ever had. I said, oh, my gosh, that's really cool. Now, this was absolutely contrary to what the employees had told me, Mm. right? And I said, wow, how did you do that? This person said to me, well, I asked him. I said, what kind of a boss do you think I am? Now, I don't know what you're thinking, but I laughed immediately. And he said, Shari, why are you laughing? I said, what were they supposed to say? Like you were asking them. That's not the way you find out the truth. 
right? So it's really, it's important. Let's not, as leaders, believe we have to accept responsibility for being a bad leader, right, in order to get training. I think you can be a great leader, you can have a great team, and you still need to invest in training because that's what the new workforce wants to do is learn. They want to learn new things about themselves, what their capabilities are. They want to improve their capabilities. And it's not just about processes and systems. It's about understanding themselves as humans, as employees, and as people. The last training session I got in the sales world one of my great employers. And I said to him, are you sure that it's really worth it? I mean, I've been in sales for 35 plus years. He said, Peter, do you think Tiger Woods has a trainer, has a coach? Yes. I know that Tiger Woods has a trainer and has a coach because it doesn't matter how good you are. You need to keep your pencil sharp. If you're using your pencil all the time, that lead, right, it disappears. The sharp point at the end is not always present because you're using it. So you need to stop and sharpen it every now and then. I know I'm committed to lifelong training, and many of the leaders that I know who are extremely successful are as well. And that needs to really feed itself out into the workforce that if we want and have expectations of their performance getting better, we need to help that by pouring into them with training. Shari Pheasant, the queen of horsepower from Horsepower Strategies, is my guest. Shari, I'm smarter just by talking to you during our radio show. Thank you so much for being here today. I've learned so much. Well, thank you, Peter. It's about having the right conversations, and I learn in every situation. So I think if we have that mindset of what can I learn new today, that that's going to happen for all of us. Shari Pheasant, we love you here at Nevada Real Estate Radio. I know you interact with lots of real estate professionals, business professionals all across the country. Canada, too. Canada, too. (laughs) And I'm encouraging anybody who wants to grow their business, feel great about being a leader, feel great about being an employer with a great leader, put it all together. It's really happiness. And that's what we specialize in here on our radio show. Again, Shari, thank you for being with us. I'd like to thank our listeners for tuning in as well we're on the air again same time same station next week tell your friends and family too so they can make a great deal when they buy or sell real estate until then goodbye everybody goodbye you have been listening to nevada real estate radio with peter padilla we value your listenership and appreciate your feedback want to talk with peter nevada real estate radio.com the Sherry Hill Show, Mondays, 11.30 a.m. and Sundays at 1 p.m. on 93.7 FM. The Sherry Hill Show, where business is amplified. Fun for all ages. Natakwa News. Pick up your copy today. Natakwa. 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 Natakwa.